Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. What is up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the Morning Grind. As you can tell from my voice, I am not Stevie. I'm not nearly as handsome or as talented or as good at NASCAR, but I am taking over today. He is stuck at the track right now, so couldn't get into it, but I'm here for you. I am going to give you some analysis, and I'm joined by the great Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. How are you doing over there, buddy? Man, I am doing just fine. Uh, definitely ready to get rolling here. Uh, another one of these slates where the main slate is more of an early, early day. Um, and, you know, I, I may just play the, the, the main, the 10 game early and fade the late today, hang out with the fam. People are going to be cooking out. Uh, I say that now. And then, of course, I'll go all degenerate and just play them both. So, uh, but nah, man, I, I, I'm definitely looking forward to playing today. And, and hopefully uh, turning out some success. Um, I'm always going to be honest with the listeners. I have st- once again failed at achieving uh, fantasy baseball championship glory. I will once again be chasing a QC a on this slate for FanDuel. Oh, gosh. That, that, that may or may not end well. I am going to be chasing all my losses from yesterday uh played Quintana uh first time in my DFS career where I had a 0.1 percent ROI like or a point sorry negative 99.9 percent ROI first time that's ever happened to me honestly nothing's more infuriating than winning one one dollar contest you honestly would just rather get nothing back at that point it's terrible but (laughs) <laughs> we move, I was honestly rooting for the cash line to change and me to get nothing back because I was not happy. But I was I was at the Rockies game all day. And also, unfortunately, it was one to zero, I think, in the six. And we decided to leave. Oh, this game's terrible. I don't want to be here anymore. This is not fun. And we leave. And then, of course, what, 12, 13 runs get scored right afterwards. So it's been an interesting day for baseball for me. So I'm ready to get started. Guys, if you haven't checked out our sponsor, Fantasy Draft, they are fantastic. They are my favorite site in the industry, and they provide a whole lot of free stuff. Sign up using the promo code GRINDERS. They have free stuff going all the time. Sometimes you get a free trip to Drew Brees Golf if you want. They have all sorts of promos there, so get signed up using the promo code GRINDERS. Get some free premium for Fantasy Draft and get some free money. So get signed up for that. We got a beautiful 10-game slate. We're not breaking down the late slate. Luckily, the slate starts at 11 o'clock for me, so I don't even have to worry about having to work all day Memorial Day. So let's get started with the first game on the slate here. It is the Tigers versus the Orioles here. Daniel Norris versus Gabriel. I can never remember how to pronounce his last name. Nine and a half total here. Pick him right now. Will. You got any interest in either of these pitchers, or is it all bats for you? Uh, definitely going to be all bats in this spot. And one of the things I wanted to bring up too, Grant, if you would allow me to, I'm sure. Uh, we've got this weird slate again where FanDuel is – and by weird, I mean, listen, I think today is a day I actually appreciate it. 
Uh, FanDuel has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games, and DK has ten games. So I just want to point that out. That that way we were all all clear. So you know, my my FanDuel plays are probably going to cut off after the uh, you know Chicago, Houston, or Kansas White uh, or Kansas City, Chicago White Sox. Just want to point that out. Bottom line, I, I'm not playing either one of these bad pitchers. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the right move. Let's start off the Baltimore bats. Coming out of Coors, potential Coors hangover here, but it's against a very not good pitcher here, although the Orioles aren't great. Good ballpark. Are you looking at any of these bats? Yeah, I mean, I think we can look at some, man. You know, uh, hopefully hopefully, it, it's not as much of a hangover as, as, as we think. Uh, you know, they've got some guys that have been hitting okay recently. Uh, Renato Nunez at 3,200 on FanDuel. On DK, uh, he is – wait a minute. Where'd he go? go. There we go. He's 4900 uh, So, here's the deal. They're basically still priced up from Coors. And, and because they've been hitting so well, I don't think it's worth it to play them at these prices. Even though this pitcher is really bad, I, I'd rather play a much better offense at these prices. So – uh, the weather's going to be good there. They're definitely still worth it, but I, I, I just I, I don't think I can play them at these prices. I, I'd just rather play a much better team because these guys aren't guaranteed to hit anything. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm kind of right there with you. The only guy I really have interest in is Broxton. Um, Norris, all right pitcher, like doesn't – or sorry, he's a bad pitcher, but he's got a decent K rate, and what I generally target Broxton with – is low K rate pitchers, but 43% hard contact rate, or sorry, 38% hard contact rate versus righties here. Broxton either hits it or out of the yard or misses it entirely. He's still priced at 3.7K. Got a little bit of interest in him. What about over on the other side with the Detroit hitters? You know, Detroit's kind of in the same boat, but I've got a little bit more interest. Uh, just because I already know, like, these Detroit bats are still pretty cheap, man. Uh, you know, we're going to get – so Castellanos is starting to heat up at the plate. Not sure if anybody knows that yet. Uh, he, he is he, – he's starting to get it going. Uh, he looks like he's had a hit in about – a hit or a walk in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, about eight games now. And, I mean, look, it's not, not, not massive scores. He had a massive score against the Mets on, on yesterday. But, but these are the things I look at when I think a guy starting to get going. He's a guy I've got pegged to hit a home run today. Uh, starting to see the ball a little bit, uh, a little bit better. Uh, Goodrum, you know, Christian Stewart, you know, all these, all these cheap bats, uh, I think they're going to be in play here. So, you know, the, those are the guys I'm kind of looking at. We've got, uh, you know, who's, you know, more of a ground ball guy uh, by, by nature, but he's still not good. That trips at 420. Um, you know, giving, giving up hard, a lot of hard contact to lefties, uh, even though the ground ball rate's there. And I, I just like to attack pitchers that aren't good. The Woba is over 300 to both sides of the plate. Uh, he's bound to get shelved, and, and I, I don't mind running a few, a few cheap Detroit bats. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, there's only one priced over 4,200, and pretty much all of them are in the 3K range. I'm personally, if I target this game, it's going to be a little mini stack with Stewart, uh, Castellanos, and Goodrum. 
Uh, all three of you guys are decent fly ball guys, with Stewart actually being a pretty good fly ball guy with the platoon split. Uh, you know, it has had decent splits this year, but it's not on a huge sample size. So he's been good versus lefties, but it's only a 39 plate appearance sample size. So I'd be targeting the fly ball guys. It's a good fly ball park uh, to hit out of the yard. So Castellanos would be the first guy that I target, but Stewart and Goodrum are fine. If you want to round out a stack with anyone else, that's fine. The prices are cheap enough, and there's some pretty decent pitching on this slate. But let's move on to the next game here, Miami versus Washington. Urena versus Scherzer. Only an eight implied total. Scherzer, a huge favorite. Let's start off with Urena first, though. Any interest in him? No. All right, good answer. Scherzer, though. Uh, are you, is he the guy that you're spending up for on the slate? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I think I think it depends on uh, how, I, how I view him versus Garrett Cole today. Uh, the problem is, you know, Garrett Cole is, is going to have a much – tougher matchup, generally speaking. So, you know, that, that's kind of what, what I'm thinking about when, when I'm looking at the slate overall. But I think it, if I feel like Scherzer's ownership is going to be so much more than Cole's, I still, don't mind, I still don't mind running Garrett Cole. To answer your question directly, yes, I think Scherzer is the top arm on the slate considering matchup, price, everything. I, I think he's the top lineup on the slate. I mean, the top pitcher on the slate. But on DK, where we have Garrett Cole, that's 300 more, facing the Cubs at home, I, I don't mind taking a shot. But is definitely the top arm, in my opinion. Yeah, no, right there with you. Obviously, the big thing that we worry about with Scherzer is his – him giving up bombs, but the K rate's nothing to worry about. The walk rate's nothing to worry about. It's all about how many home runs, if he's going to give up any, how many is he going to give up? And going up against these Marlins, who have actually been pretty decent lately, not quite worried about 2.87 implied team total. Uh, we're not using any Miami bats, are we? No, not today. I I've gotten my home runs from them on, on the past league. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've definitely gotten a few free home runs out of them just because they're pricing. It's been wonderful this week, but I think it's time to jump ship here. What about Nationals bats going against Urena? Obviously, like he's, he throws the ball fast, but he's got a very low K rate and just mostly a ground ball pitcher. Are we targeting any of these Washington bats against him? Oh, buddy, Anthony Rendon. I just, he's a, listen, Anthony Rendon is a guy I probably play almost every day. He's just, I mean, he's just such a good hitter. I mean, if you look across the board at, at everything he's done, I mean, this guy has really, uh, he, he, he's just really been good. Bottom line, he's really been good. He, he's the one guy I think I would pick out if I was going to one-off someone. Uh, but overall, I don't trust Urania. Uh, you know, he, he's a guy that while we're, we're seeing this massive ground ball rate, to righties, the wolf was still at three thirty three, so I don't I don't care about that. Uh, I, I don't care what way a pitcher leads. If he's bad, he's bad. Matt Adams, Soto, Rendon, Eaton, uh, Trey Turner. I, I'll play anybody from this team against Urania. Uh, not worried about the fact that he's got the ground ball lead. These guys are going to score runs. Yeah, yeah, no, right there with the over a five implied team total. There's some good bats in this lineup. Rendon, obviously one of the first guys I would put into my lineup because he's very good. 
Right after that, it's Adams. It definitely is Adams if he cracks the lineup here. Guy has a whole lot of power, 244 ISO since the beginning of last year, and he's the best fly ball hitter on this entire team here. And Urena, he throws hard, but he gets the ball hard, get hit pretty darn hard here. 40% con hard contact rates since the beginning of last year. Adams the next guy I'm looking at, and then rounded out with Soto, Eaton, Turner. I'm right there with you. I really like the Nationals on today's slate. They might be a little bit chalky, which could potentially get me off of them a bit, but as of right now, they're one of my top stacks here. Um, let's go to the next game here. Padres versus Yankees. Strom versus – we don't know yet. Honestly, we're recording this uh, podcast the night before, and it was a weird situation where it was supposed to be um, – German uh, Domingo, and then it turned into Chad Green. So Chad Green pitched tomorrow, and currently we have it pegged as Chad Green, the pitcher, but that's obviously not going to happen. So we don't entirely know who's going to pitch, but let's start off with uh, using a Stram. No. All right, that's fair. The Yankees are very good. It's decent pitching weather over there in New York. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say about the pitcher. We'll see what it is tomorrow, guys. Sorry, we don't have any information on that. Uh, let's start off with the Yankees hitters because we don't know uh, the Yankees pitcher right now. Are you using any of these guys against Strom? Uh, I mean, I think there's a fair amount of guys that, that we can use, man. Um, and, you know, the, the bottom line is this. They're in Yankee Stadium. Should be, should be fairly, fairly good baseball weather. I mean, right now it's looking like it's going to be uh, around 77 degrees with a slight wind blowing out uh, to right field. Uh, so either way, I, I like the weather conditions there. I think, I think it's going to be just fine. So, uh, you know, Voight is, is a guy I'm looking at. Uh, you know, Gary Sanchez is a guy that's been, been hitting the ball well. Gleyber Torres has been hitting the ball well recently. Clint Frazier, you know, that that collection of guys, you know, th those are all guys I'm going to be looking at. Um, and I think I'll just kind of keep it there. Yeah, yeah, no, right there with you, targeting a lot of the power guys there against Strom. Um, looks, I'm looking into this more, and right now the current projected pitchers is Sessa as an opener and then Cortez Jr. as the long relief man. Cortez, entirely like mediocre pitcher in AAA this year, I believe. Um, lefty going against these Padres with a whole lot of right-handed power. We're going to go over to the assumption that he is pitching. Do you have interest in the Padres today? Uh, I'm I'm not sure yet, man. And that that, that that's about all I can say. I mean, I, I think we should have some interest just because of the, the, the hitting conditions. Um, but I, I'm just I'm, – I'm not sure. I, I do want to get something definitive. And, and it very well may be Sessa. I know uh, MLB.com uh, has it at, at TBD right now, which is probably, you know, what everybody has. But um, we'll see, man. I, I, I think I've got to – that's something I'm going to have to sort out internally uh, in regards to whether I want to use those guys. The K rates are there. We know this this bullpen overall has been good. So, it, it, you know, if, if I feel like these guys are striking out a little bit too much for my liking, then I'll fade them. If I feel like the matchup's good enough, then, then, then maybe I'll play a few. I mean, I do know that they're not overpriced. That, that's one good thing. You know, if, 
if you look at FanDuel, I mean, you got Manny Machado at 3,600. Uh, you know, you've got Greg Garcia, if he cracks the lineup at 2,800. Uh, they've got that that new kid. Uh, is it Josh Naylor? I think that's who it is. Yep, Naylor's good. Yeah, he's 2,300. Uh, you know, uh, Franny. It's still pretty pretty affordable. I mean, he's he's day to day, but anyway, Renfro thirty five. So I mean, it, it, Will Myers is three K. He's come up a little bit because he, he he got hot in in uh, Toronto. So you know, they're they're just cheap enough to where you know you can really do some creative things uh, with them in a good hitting ballpark. So like I said, I've still got to sort that out, but but I do think um, you could get a few home runs from them. I, I just kind of have to figure it out. I mean, I'm if. It's Cortez or if it's Sessa. Um, if it's Sessa, they're one of my favorite stacks on the slate. If it's Cortez, then they are my favorite stack on the entire slate here. This Padres team is good. I've been playing them for a while now. It's worked out great, but going up against a lefty, there's so much power in this lineup. It's ridiculous right now. Obviously, Naylor gets a bit of a downgrade if it is lefty-lefty here, but if it's Sessa, an upgrade. I love all these hitters. They could all hit bombs. They're all way too cheap here. I mean, Machado, we obviously know how good he is, but Reyes is just pounding the ball all season long, hitting it out of the ballpark at a higher rate than most every other batter in the majors here. Renfo, very good. Meyer is starting to catch on. Naylor is a very good prospect here. France is a decent prospect. I love this line. Even Hedges, if he goes in, he rounds out nicely with a catcher. So I am all over this Padres team as long as it's one of those two pitchers. If it's a better pitcher, I'll have to rethink it, but dig into what pitcher it is. If he allows a decent amount of hard contact, go with him. Uh, But this is not a slate where I'm really that in love with too many spots here. And even the Coors game doesn't really excite me too much. So I am going to be all over the Padres today. Absolutely love them. Slightly in disagreement with you there, Will, but you we obviously don't know what's going to happen, so you might be right along with me, but I am pretty much in with the Padres no matter what, unless for some reason, um, what's his name, Domingo gets called back up from AAA, which I don't even think is allowed. I think he got sit down for a start. So I am on the Padres pretty much regardless here, but we'll see what pitcher comes up. Stay tuned for it tomorrow. Watch Grinders Live. Get, get, get a little someone else's knowledge, but let's move on. To the next game here is the Pirates in Cincinnati here. Kingham versus Castillo. Let's start off with Castillo. And I'm sorry if my dog's barking. There's been nonstop thunder for three hours now in Denver. And he gets a little bit scared. So uh, let's start off with Castillo here. Using him against the Pirates? Yeah, I, I don't mind Castillo. Uh, he's kind of he's kind of the guy, kind of the next tier down. Um, you look at the pricing, you know, he, he's 10-7. You know, you've got our other two pitchers above 11K. So he's kind of the next guy down where you say, okay, do, does he have enough upside today to get the job done at home? And I, I definitely think the answer is yes. I, I know that Pittsburgh has been a lot better against righties than they have been against lefties this season. Uh, Josh Bell is probably going to hit one out of the park. But do I still trust Castillo? Well, let's look at the numbers. He's got a 3.08 XFIP this season, striking out guys at a 30, 30.5% clip, just a touch under uh, Matt Scherzer. Uh, he's walking guys at a 10.9% clip. 
but the ground ball rate is at 62.4%. Just outstanding. K rate to lefties, 30.2. K rate to righties, 30.7. The only, the only difference is he's walking uh, the lefties uh, a lot more than the righties. So he's walking the lefties at about uh, double the righties at 14% and 7.9% to the righties. When I look at these type of numbers, these are ace quality numbers. If you need the if you need the thousand dollar discount, I'm all aboard with uh, Castillo here uh, on either either site in any format. You know, it's a great American small park. Yes, I do still think he gives up a run. Uh, it's probably a, a shot to Josh Bell, but I, I'm not as concerned about that because because I feel like he ha- he still has the K upside here. And he, he's he's a thousand dollar discount on uh, on DK, and he's roughly almost a two thousand dollar discount on FanDuel, where he's ninety six hundred versus our other two guys that are eleven and eleven eight. So I, I think Castillo is fine here. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. He's fine. He's probably going up against a lineup that's going to have, in my guess, is going to be six lefties. Casillo can get a little bit wild with his changeup here. That's why he walks more lefties than he does righties. I'm honestly worried about it. I generally target Pittsburgh bets more against lefties than I – or, sorry, target pitchers against Pittsburgh more against, with left-handers than right-handers. So I don't know if I could really make the justification for Castillo over on DK, but he is definitely in play on Can- or on FanDuel and definitely in play in large field GVPs. What about Kingham over on the other side? Yeah, definitely not playing Kingham. All right, that's the right answer. So you're targeting Cincinnati back? Yeah, I, I like Cincinnati here. Listen, man, I, I'm always excited when I can get Cincinnati at home. And the reason why is because the way the, the MLB has done some of these schedule changes, a lot of times we're getting Cleveland Cleveland games at 6 o'clock in the 6-10, 6-20, 6-30 area. We're getting Cincinnati games in the 6-10, 6-20, 6-30 area. Occasionally we're getting Yankees games around 6.35 p.m. And sometimes these teams are being taken away from us if they don't expand the main slate. So whenever I get a chance to, to remotely think about playing Cincinnati at home uh, in good weather, I like to seize the opportunity. I mean, these guys are coming in hot with a – 5.19 implied run total. Castillo's a minus 230 favorite. That's another reason I really like him here. Uh, and outside of end, these guys are really cheap. So for some reason, the sites have decided that they're just not going to price up Cincinnati at all this year. So, you know, if you're looking on, on DK, you got Barnhart at 34, uh, Joey Votto at 37, uh, uh, you've got Derek Dietrich, which is the most expensive. But he's forty nine. Uh, excuse me, he's the second most expensive. And Suarez at five k. I, I still don't mind those prices. Uh, and then you know you, you've got Mister Winker at four k. Puig at forty three hundred. Sinzel forty five. I, I like this team, man. I think this is a good spot for him. You know, a lot of the recent trends on Kingdom suggest that he should be on his way to a beatdown. And a beatdown, indeed. Really excited about getting some exposure to the Cincinnati Reds. This is probably my favorite team on the slate. Yeah, no, I am 
not quite as high on them as you are, but I'm definitely high on them. Kingham been not good all season long versus lefties of 516. Woba, 388 ISO, just been absolutely terrible. You look in the underlying numbers, 13% K rate, 12% walk rate, 44% hard hit rate, giving up a bunch of fly balls. He throws that cutter more to righties than lefties. So I'm the guy, I'm going to be targeting the three, four main lefties here. Barnhart, Dietrich, Winker, Votto, all of them are fantastic plays, and I don't uh, mind running off with Suarez, Puig, Senzel, but the lefties are the ones that I'm targeting here. Most all of them outside of Votto right now are hitting the ball out of the ballpark at a decent rate going up against righties. Dietrich is still not a guy that people want to play too often, even though he did have that three-home run uh, game not too long ago. But I really like that game. I had him that game for sure. Grant, you mind if I squeeze something else in here? Please go ahead. So, and this is something I've been trying to make sure I focus on during the pod. Uh, you know, playing playing teams on the right side. And you can play this team on both sides today. But listen, man, on FanDuel, these guys are incredibly cheap. Puig is 3K. Winker's 4K. Uh, Suarez is 3,700. Dietrich is 2,700. Votto's 2,900. Barnhart's 2,600. Like, I think FanDuel is the primary site where you get your exposure. They're obviously affordable on both, but on FanDuel, they're just ridiculously too cheap. So th- this is the site where I think you get most of your Cincinnati exposure. Yeah, also the FanDuel slate is smaller, I believe. So, uh, yeah, makes them even more yeah. valuable there with that value. Look at – honestly, look at the lefties for cash. What about over on the other side with Pittsburgh? Listen, man, you know, Josh Bell or Bush, I think, I think if we were going to attack, attack him, I, I, I side with Josh Bell here as the big bat. Uh, Polanco's been playing fine overall, you know, but Josh Bell, man, just he, – he's got a really good chance to send one out of the park today. Now, listen, he's, the, the, the downside is he's also got a really good chance to strike out, but the guy's K rate this year is at 19.5%. Uh, his ISO is at a 420 against right-handed pitching. So I, I'm not as worried. I mean, I'm looking at what he's doing to sinkers right now. He's got a 202 ISO, uh, a 45% hard hit rate, an 83.4% contact rate. I'm looking at what he's doing to the changeup, right? Uh, he's got a 364 Woba, a 199 ISO. Uh, he's got a 70.14% contact rate i'm looking at what he's doing with sliders and he won't get as many sliders i'm just kind of trying to trying to tee this up and just show you guys that really he's hitting all pitches uh he's got a 68.35 percent not as good on the contact uh but but the hard hit rate's at 36 percent and of course fastballs in that 95 mile per hour area 311 iso 41 percent hard hit rate and a 79.53 percent contact rate He's pretty much going to be on any pitch that uh, that uh, uh, Castillo throws to him. Just keep in mind, Castillo is a strikeout pitcher. Doesn't mean he's guaranteed anything, but I think he's got the highest likelihood to take it out. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, that's that's very good points. I'm honestly in big field tournaments. I think that Pittsburgh may be quite possibly the best stack on the slate. And I'm talking like those big $4 GBPs, 10,000 in, or 10,000 entries. 
Castillo had a little bit of a rough outing his last outing here. He's been spectacular all season long, but this is the first time he's going to face a team with, what, five, six, seven uh, lefties, depending. Um, and a lot of them are very good. He relies on that slider a lot. It's one of his best pitches. It's got a 130 Woba, but only throws it 8% of the time versus lefties, obviously. And so having this many lefties and this high of a walk rate, since he has to rely so much more on that changeup going up against lefties here with so many of them here they're going to be one percent owned on this 10 game slate here with not a whole lot of great bats and big field tournaments stack this up expect the walks to get to castillo and potentially them being a bad bullpen game here it's a don't do it in three four hundred person gpps but ten thousand person gpps pittsburgh may be the top stack i'm calling for Eight runs here today for Pittsburgh, and that is just incredibly ballsy, so don't expect it to happen too much. But I like him for backfield GPPs. Let's go on to the next game here, Toronto versus Tampa Bay. We got Sanchez going against Torino's. Currently don't have a total for it because I think the Rays potentially might do something a little weird. But we're going under the assumption that it is Torino's here going up against Toronto. Any interest in him? Oh. <sighs> Nah, I, I don't think I can play Torino's on this slate, man. I, I, I don't think we need to do it. I just don't. I just don't think it's worth it. So I, I'm going to pass. Yeah, and plus, I mean, we right now he could be the opener like they did last week with what whoever it was, or he could be coming in after the opener guy. Regardless, I don't trust Tampa Bay at all. It's not a great spot. It's just a good spot. But Torinos is not is a good enough pitcher to really go with him. What about Sanchez on the other side going against Tampa Bay? No. Yeah, that's a good call. What about Tampa Bay bats? Yeah, don't. I definitely don't mind a few Tampa Bay bats. I mean, these guys are really priced up uh, on, on DK. I mean, man, you've really got to pay for some of these guys if you want to play them. Austin Meadows, Mister Meadows, fifty four hundred, coming off an outstanding performance. Uh, Brandon Lowe, five K. Uh, you know, you, you got to pay up for some of these guys. Now, G-Man Toy is $3,700. that will balance it out a little bit. Uh, you know, a lot of their, their catchers are very cheap. That will balance it out a little bit. But Tommy Pham's 48. Abasil Garcia is 49. He's been hitting the ball really well. Kevin Kiermaier is uh, 4,200. So, you're not getting a lot of breaks. Adamez is 36. He's kind of been moved up in the lineup a little bit. He's been hitting around the – Six spot recently, which is you know a few spots up because he was at the bottom of the order. So maybe maybe you you get a little bit of exposure to him, but but overall, man, I think you really want to look at at at, uh, at um, Meadows, Fam, Choi, Garcia, the top of this lineup. The, the, these are the big guns. You look at what Sanchez has done this season. Uh, to lefties, he's got a 33% hard hit rate, 32.2% fly ball rate. Line drive rate is at 18.4%. Uh, you know, so I, I, I like him here. Uh, you know, I, I think I, I think these guys will be fine. They're not a top stat for me, but, you know, in large field tournaments, if you've got some exposure to, to a few of these guys, they, they could easily be the top stack of the day. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't mind that at all. I'm always on Tampa Bay Bats. Would rather play them on the road, but Sanchez can get super wild here, and Toronto has just an all right bullpen. So, like Sanchez can get in trouble real quick. He doesn't give up a huge amount of bombs, but the this Tampa Bay team 
can hit the ball out of the park real quickly. I start off with Meadows and Lau and then go from there. What about over on the other side with Toronto? Man, it's Toronto's a funny team. And and, and for for uh, for DFS sometimes, man, I I like to think about what makes sense. And overall Toronto's not a great hitting team. They're 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 just okay. They're really just okay. And this isn't an elite spot for them. They're not in a good ballpark. The weather conditions aren't favorable. You know, they're, they're inside. Um, you know, Yanni isn't awful. He's not great. He's not awful. And, I, and with a team that's just blah, on this late, this team overall is just a scratch off for me. Um, I, I know Vlad's, you know, looking really good. I mean, he is looking really good. The ISO's at 250, K rate 18.2%. Maybe you take him as a one-off, but overall, this team is a scratch-off for me, man. I'm just not I, – I, I'm committed, you know, to keep this thought front front of mind on a slate this size. Just don't play teams that are bad. Play good teams. I'd much rather play Boston in a bad spot than uh, Toronto in an okay spot. And I'm not interested in playing Boston today. My point is – I'm gonna I'm gonna play good teams. Good team score runs. If you look at the past slates, sorry, I guess I'm going on a rant here, but the Dodgers are always a team that's gonna probably put up runs. Arizona right now is a team that's gonna put up runs. So they've been doing it all season. It hasn't just started today. Uh, the Yankees are a team that's gonna put up some runs. Um, you know, those are the teams you have to attack, get slate to slate. And unless Toronto's in some elite spot, I'm just not gonna play them. And today, that, that's kind of where I'm at. Not playing Toronto. Sorry to go on a rant mid-podcast. Yeah, it's all good. Don't worry. We, we, we planned out enough time here, so we're doing good. Uh, I don't mind Vlad. I don't mind Smoke. I don't mind Rowdy. Those three guys going up against, well, two of them are lefties. Torino's is a lot worse versus lefties. And then uh, Vlad is just good enough talent that I'm fine with it. But those are the only three guys I could target. I'm right there with you and don't really want to play Toronto too much. So let's move on to the next game here. We have Houston versus the Cubs here. Eight over under. Cole versus Hamels. Let's start off with Hamels. Are you going against him against a real tough Houston team, even though they're without both l 2 and Springer still? Oh, yes, sir. Uh, I think this is a sneaky st- team here. Uh, because Hamels – I feel like Hamels still has the name recognition. I, I don't. I don't think – so here's the thing. I don't think Hamels is going to have a lot of ownership, but as a result, I also th- I don't think Houston's going to have a lot of ownership. And if you look at Hamels' recent trends numbers, man, uh, things are lining up for the Houston bats uh, to really, really, really have a nice day. And so uh, I-, I don't think they're going to get much ownership today. Now, I, I could be wrong. But I, I don't think they're at the top of the list. Would you agree, Grant, just kind of I, off the top of your head? I mean, there's like seven teams with a high implied total. Hamill still has a name recognition that's being played over in Houston. Yeah, I don't expect them to have a huge amount of ownership. Thank you. I just I just wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy. I, I don't think so. Alex Bregman's 4,500 on, on, on DK. I mean, this is a guy I, – I, I've just got to assume he's going to be in the 5K range when it's all said and done. Correa's 4,200. Uh, for some reason, I mean, Jake Marizic's 4K because he's been hitting the ball so well. 
but you still got some cheap bats here. Uh, you still got Robinson Chirinos at 3,500. And I, I want to point out these recent trends because I think things like this are important, or at least they're important to me when I'm really trying to decide, you know, for, for tiebreakers. So when I look at Hamels uh, here, overall in recent trends, the hard hit rate is up a touch. The average exit velocity is up a touch. The air distance is up uh, uh, 27, uh, extra 27 feet. The, the average exit velocity on, on the air distance is up five miles per hour. He's, he's starting to give up some, 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 some uh, hard contact there. So th this is a guy that, you know, I, I feel like I want to attack. Uh, and then just even more specifically, the last couple starts, uh, let's say the last two starts, this, these are his average numbers, Grant. He's given up 95 miles per hour with an exit velocity. The fly ball rate is at 31%. The line drive rate is at 18%. And the hard hit rate is at 62%, last two starts. Uh, and now he's going into Houston against a, a right-handed heavy team. I, I really like Houston. I, I'm not full bore on the Houston train, uh, but I do definitely like them today. Um, Bregman might be the top tournament one-off on the entire oh, slate. Man. Oh, man. 4,500 4, is just too cheap here. He has a 64% fly ball rate this year versus lefties. Not a huge sample size, 51 at-bats. But going up against a guy like Hambles, who is an extreme ground ball guy, but gives up a ton of hard contact, I'm calling a Bregman uh, double dong today. Uh, Diaz dong, but I don't know who else I'm going with outside of that. And I, I mean, honestly, right now, this is it's Memorial Day week, and I'm just getting real ballsy on my calls. But Bregman is the top overall tournament play on the entire slate at his price tag here. What about over on the other side? I just realized we were just we were talking about bats and pitchers there. Do we ever go over Cole? <laughs> oh man, listen, I, I've already talked to you about the fact that I think Garrett Cole is, a, is 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 one of the best tournament pitchers on the day because of the concentrated ownership that we're going to see on Max Scherzer. Listen, the ownership needs to be on Max Scherzer in this spot. I don't mind playing chalky pitchers in good spots for sure. But listen, man, Garrett Cole, two point two one xFIP. 37.7% K rate this season, 40% the lefties, 34% the righties. I mean, dude, this is this is outstanding. Uh, we saw this last year, and maybe people thought it was a fluke, and he's coming right back out with repeat success. Uh, he's, he's walking guys 8.9% the lefties, 3.8% to righties, really not giving up too much hard contact. Uh, you know, he is going to lean to the fly ball sometimes. Sometimes he's going to give up a bomb. But overall, man, th this guy's been fantastic. Just really still one of the top plays on the slate. Just in a much tougher matchup. I, I like Cole today. I think he's going to have low ownership. I I I'm willing to roll out some Garrett Cole for sure. Yep, right there with you. And the last time we saw an XFIP this low, this late into the season, I believe, was last year with Garrett Cole. You're right. He was great in the first half of the season. Kind of tailed off towards the end. Still an elite pitcher, but he could potentially be one of those guys that gets a little bit worn down later on in the season. In any case, 37.7% K rate on the season. Strikes out lefties at a huge clip. A little bit worse versus righties, but has more control versus righties here and super low walk rate. I like Garrett Cole a lot. I think he's a better tournament play than pitcher if you or than Scherzer. If you were to 
ask me who's going to score more points more likely, it's going to be Scherzer. But I have a feeling that tomorrow Scherzer is going to have, I would say, at least double the ownership. So I'm right there with you with Cole. We're not uh, targeting uh, Chicago bats, are we? Uh. I don't hate Rizzo because I just I know what he can do. And really, Chris Bryant's in a good spot too, but overall, I, I don't think they're necessary on this slate. So I'm just going to pass. Yeah, yeah, Rizzo would be the guy that I'd target. Low K rate going against Cole with his 40% K rate this season, but I'm probably passing on everyone. So let's move on to the next game here. We have the White Sox versus the Royals here. Homer Bailey, free home run Bailey. Uh, Versus Ivan Nova. Let's start off with Bailey. Using him? No. And let me just say this, too. Homer Bailey came out earlier this season and tried to fool us all and make us think he was on his Right? He definitely fooled me. I will 100% own up to that. Oh, man. He, he, he tried to dupe us. And listen, I, I don't think I played Homer Bailey not once. I maybe played him once on DK on a two-pitcher side, and it, it did work out. But I didn't feel good doing it, and guess what? The Homer Bailey we all know and love has shown back up, and which means that the White Sox will be in play today. But, no, I'm not playing Homer Bailey. I might. I might. He's super cheap. That's the only reason why. There's not a whole lot of rationale behind it. Last seven starts been terrible after that great start, but he is just too cheap at 5.2K. I don't want to go with guys like – Kale. I don't want to go with guys like Urena. I don't want to go with Rodriguez. 5.2 is too cheap going up against a lineup with a 25% K rate this year. They could strike out a decent clip. Homer Bailey's always had good stuff. I am begrudgingly going to be using a decent amount of Homer Bailey today. Throwing that splitter a lot. Still doing well. Every other pitch has been trashed. But Bailey potentially has some upside versus this White Sox team. I'm not suggesting a lot. It's strictly a price play, but I, I could see a 20 to 25-point game out of Bailey here. It wouldn't surprise me at all. also wouldn't surprise me a negative 10% game or so. But honestly, in tournaments, based on the price tag, if you need to spend up a bit, I don't hate Bailey. I would rather pair Bailey and Scherzer than two mid-tier guys and – my day might be over very quickly, which is great because I can go celebrate Memorial Day afterwards. I'm done talking about Homer Bailey. What about Nova on the other side? Well, I, I don't want to play Yvonne Nova either, or, or Ivan Nova, whichever it is. Uh, I, I, think, I think it's Yvonne. Right, let's go with Yvonne because he's got a little apostrophe over the A. I think it's Yvonne. I, I don't like himself messing people's names up. But, what is it uh, called? Is it called an accent mark? I believe it's called accent an accent mark. Yeah. Did I say ap- apostrophe? Did I mean, I technically, it is an apostrophe. That's just. Is is that what I said? Did I, did I say apostrophe? Yeah, you did. But honestly, that oh, that's the, that's what it actually <laughs> is in English. It's just in Spanish. It's a little bit different. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm terrible enough yeah, in English. I don't. Uh, know any uh, lo siento, señor Nova. Lo siento. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Yeah, didn't mean to mess that up, man. Um, We've literally all done it before. (laughs) But, yeah, so, I mean, listen, I I almost feel like – so, I don't like either one of these pitchers, but if you're going to tee it up this way, Grant, I think if you like Bailey, I I feel like you have to like Nova $400 cheaper. Nope. For $4,800, you know, I I feel like maybe maybe you're lucky to get your 10 points, 
and you take the 10 points and you run. And you hope that if he doesn't get shelled in four or five innings, they just take him out. Uh, I don't like either one, so I'm not going to play either one. But I feel like if, if you're going to play Bailey, especially in large, in large field tournaments, let me put it this way, not in catch, never in catch, either one of these guys. But in large field tournaments, let's say – let's and listen, this is something I would do. Most people don't do this. I, I'm a pretty aggressive tournament player when I want to be. Uh, let's say you say, you know what, I am locking in Max Scherzer today. I just feel like Scherzer's on his way to one of those massive 35, 40-point games. He's my guy. I'm locking him in 100% across the board, right? Then if you're going to play Bailey – you need to – I think you need to get some exposure to Nova. Can't believe we're spending as much time on both of these pitchers, but this is just strategy talk, not pitcher talk, really. But if yeah. you're going to get exposure to Bailey, let's say you go Bailey 15%, 20%. I think you need to go Nova 10 15 at least and spread spread it out and then maybe run it back and you'll catch some of the mid-tier guys. But I, I think if you're going to play Bailey, I think you need to play Nova as well if you're going the mass multi-entry route. Yeah, nah, I don't. You're, you're saying right things. Just I a little more balls to the wall. I'm not touching Nova. Nova got a little bit of a pass there last year with the Pirates playing in Pittsburgh. This is different. I I have zero interest in Nova. I am literally my least favorite White Sox pitchers, which I love all hey, the White Sox. Brings it up, and, and I don't like either one of these pitchers. I'm just. This is just purely MLB talk. Purely. Oh, this purely is. I, I would. I, I know it's ballsy that I'm going with Bailey, but you know what? Things happen. Let's talk about hitters. What are, are you targeting? Any of these Royals? Oh man, yeah. I mean, I like the Royals. So if you've been listening to this podcast, you guys know that I've been all about waiting to get to that one, two, three stat or that nine, one, two stat uh, for 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 the Royals with Hamilton. Merrifield and Mondesi, three guys that can steal bases with the best of them. Um, so today is today is the day that we might be able to pull this off. Uh, Nova's not the best at holding on runners. Um, and so, you know, I, I think, you know, he's got McCann behind the plate. So this is a day where if, if, you're, if you're considering the Royals, I, I would ask you to think about playing Billy Hamilton, Merrifield, and Mondesi. My favorite – are my two favorite Royals hitters on the season have been Alex Gordon and Hunter Dozier. For some reason, whenever I play these guys, they just don't let me down. Uh, lighting up the, the fantasy world here. I don't think people realize how outstanding Alex Gordon has been this season. If you don't know, just check his price out. He's 5K, and he's definitely warranted that price on the season. Been playing really well. Don't see a reason to not play him here. Him and Mr. Dozier should have fantastic games. Two of my favorite hitters from the Royals, but I do want to play Merrifield Mondesi and Hamilton for the stolen base upside on this slate. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I said that Padres were quite possibly my favorite stack on this entire slate. It's either them or the Royals, depending on who's pitching against uh, – San Diego. The Royals, Nova is terrible. Nova's terrible. 429 ISO to left or Woba to lefties. 395 to righties. The Chicago bullpen is terrible. These Royals, not a name brand, but they have some bats with power. Four of them over 200 ISO versus righties here. 
four or five of them over a 340 Woba. I love them, and I even like O'Hearns there. You can go with Witt, Mondesi, Gordon, Dozier, Solaire, O'Hearns, Hamilton, even Gallagher if you want. Does not matter to me. The Royals or the Padres are going to be the top scoring stack on the entire slate. I love them. Let's go White Sox. I already said I'm using Bailey, but these White Sox bats are good, and it's strictly a price play with Bailey. I don't love the White Sox, but they're in a pretty decent spot today going up against Bailey, who has a 48.4% hard hit rate this year, 50% to righties. Has not been fantastic after his great start, so you know this 48% hard hit rate is even worse considering he was so good so early on. What White Sox bats are you targeting? Because I'm assuming you're targeting some. Yeah, man, I mean, it's listen, the usual suspects, Moncada, Abreu, uh, Man, let's let's hope Tim Anderson makes the lineup. And they've got Yonder Alonso down in the seventh spot now. I don't care. Uh, I still like him. Um, he's we'll so just... cheap. He's super cheap again, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Man, he's been cheap every day really this season, to be honest with you. His price really hasn't come up a bunch. I mean, he's 3300 on DK uh, on FanDuel. I'm sure he's around 2700 That's about where he's been. He's 2600 Yes, 2600 a Braves 4K. So, I, I, I mean, I, I like the White Sox here. I, I don't trust Homer Bailey. I will say this, though. In, in defense of Homer Bailey, if, if, if the splitter is going today, because if you look at the numbers against splitters, no one on this team is hitting splitters well. Absolutely nobody. Ryan Cordell has one plate, one plate appearance against it, and most don't have a lot. But the, contact, but the contact numbers are all under 70% pretty much. So um, if for some reason the splitter's going and he's got the deception going and he's tricking guys, I, he's, he may end up having a really nice fantasy performance at, at, for, for that price tag. So I, I hate Homer Bailey. I'm not playing him, but I, I, I totally get the rationale the splitter's going. The problem yeah. is they're going to hit everything else. <laughs> they're going to hit everything else and they're going to hit everything else hard. Uh, yeah, I largely agree with what you're saying. With one thing to note is Alonzo, you can keep looking at his numbers all you want and you'll see that he should not be this bad. Honestly, we no. look at last year, very good hitter. This year, 244 Woba, but he's walking at a 13% rate, which means he's showing a ton of patience considering he only strikes out at a 23% rate. And he's got a 38% fly ball rate, a 50 or yeah, 54% medium contact, 31% hard contact rate versus righties here and yet only has a 183 BABIP. He's due for some huge positive regression today and he's a cheap way to help get up to Scherzer or Cole or both of them. I really like Alonzo. Everyone else in the lineup is who has power is good. I mean, so Jimenez, McCann, Abreu, Moncada, all good plays. You can stack the stuff if you want, but I just want to say that Alonzo is due for some huge positive regression. All right, let's go yeah. on to the next game yeah. here, which oh, is – Oh, man, I'm so excited, Grant. I've got, I feel like I've got my FanDuel team built already. Oh, this is outstanding. Were you man. building while we were recording? Oh, man, I'm always building while we're recording. Listen, if I'm going to talk about plays, I, I want to see how they look. I want to see how things can come together – as we're rolling here, you know, so I, I, I've been plugging in some Houston, plugging in some Royals, 
plugging in some Cincinnati, trying to see what we can make work here. And I, th- I think we might have hit the nail on the head. I am excited. Uh, let, let's let's get her done. All right. Well, on to the FanDuel – or, sorry, the DK and Fantasy Draft last three games. Let's go yes. to Coors. We have Grinky versus Gray. So the Rockies had a 7.5 implied run total today. Today or yesterday. Today's game, 9.5 total here. Two good pitchers over in Coors. Let's start it off with Grinky versus Colorado. Actually, do you want to use either of the pitchers, of course? Do I even have to ask? No, listen. So, so here's the thing, and here's why people probably think I'm crazy. I I don't mind playing pitchers in course for the right price, for for the right price. And is Granky the right price? Like, is eighty eight hundred cheap enough for you to play Granky at Colorado? He had a rough start the last game out got out there. Um, so I, I don't think Greinke is necessary today. I really don't. I don't, I don't think it's like, oh yeah, you, you need to do it. But if you did because of the price, I wouldn't hate it. Like if this was, if this game was in Arizona, Greinke would be 10 K easy. So I don't, I don't think you need to play Greinke, but I, I, I understand the logic if, if, if you did play him. Um, if he was 7K, I think he'd be an autoplay. But um, me personally, I don't think I'll pull the trigger because I, I, I'd rather play, you know, a couple other bats. I mean, a couple other pitchers today on this slate. Like, uh, we're going to get to Chris Bassett in a minute at 9,400, which is a little bit more uh, who I would, I would definitely consider. Um, but – I like Granky. I feel like he's still a little bit too much to beat for course. But if you if you end up there, I, I understand the logic. Yeah, yeah. The price isn't great, but for GPPs, he's an all right play. It's that's that simple. He's an all right play. He's played in cores so many times throughout the course of his career. Obviously, he played for the Dodgers. He played for the Diamondbacks, who were also pitching in high altitude for a think two years of his career while he was over there so he knows how to pitch an altitude a little better than most I don't hate it I don't love it price tag's decent he's got to come in at low owned that's pretty much it that's I'd rather play than Bassett but we'll see if you can talk me the other way what about uh John Gray any of them no I I I can't in good faith play Gray today all right Diamondbacks bats then yeah I mean man look Arizona's been hitting the ball well and, I mean, for, for, for those of you, and I think you guys have heard me talk about this in the podcast, the reason why I, I like ballpark factors, but if a pitcher's bad, I don't care. The Diamondbacks just absolutely destroyed San Francisco game after game after game in San Francisco. They were not in Arizona. They were in San Francisco. And when you're facing bad pitchers, yeah, I don't care where you are. If you're bad, you're going to get lit up. Arizona didn't just start hitting when they got to San Francisco. They've been hitting well all year. Now they're going to be in a spot where outside of the roof being open at, at, in Arizona, one of the premier landing spots for, for hitting, I, I, just, I think this is a team on this slate that you can play. They're expensive, you know. I don't. I don't. 
you guys know I don't play Coors, okay, because of the prices. I'm not paying 5200 for Gerard Dyson. That's just something I'm not going to do. Uh, I'm not – Nick Ahmed is still cheap enough. Eduardo Escobar is 5600 I think these guys are too expensive. I'm not playing them, but I totally – I'm telling you, they're in a good spot here in Colorado for a team that's really been hitting well. If you want to know how well they've been hitting – They've averaged three, I mean, ten runs the last three games, right? Over in San Francisco. <laughs> in San Francisco. In San Francisco. And on the season, on the season, Grant, they're averaging 5.27 runs. So, I, I, Arizona's a good team. Um, you know, they don't have all the sexy names that we're used to. But Adam Jones is a professional hitter. Ketel Marte, he's a professional hitter. He's been hitting well. Uh, uh, Peralta's a, a professional hitter. He, I, he may not make the lineup today. That's fine. Eduardo Escobar. He, these guys, they just have good hitters. And uh, finally, Alex Aviles is striking out every at-bat. So he's serviceable to them now. Just a good hit, good quality hitting team. They should be fine today in course. I'm not playing them. Don't like the price tags. But they should be fine. All right. Um I'm all right with him. The one guy I like, if he uh, makes the lineup, Kevin Crone. And there's a dog. There's a dog right here. I'm going to mute myself. Will, go ahead and talk about Court. Uh, well, it looks like we're going to be talking about uh, the Colorado Bats. I, 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 I'm not as interested in the Colorado Bats today. I, I really do have a lot of respect for Granky. Now, for some reason, Trevor Story, if I can remember correctly, I think Trevor Story used to own this guy. And maybe he still does. Uh, I think Trevor Story's kind of been hitting Grinky well since his rookie season. So, you know, he's a guy that, you know, if you're into hashtag narrative street, I think he's a guy that, that you look at. Obviously, Nolan Arenado uh, can, can hit anybody. Just, I mean, man, this is fantastic. 8.3% uh, K rate this season, 229 ISO uh, to right-handed pitching, 40% fly ball rate. So he's a guy that I think you can consider. And then, of course, on DraftKings, where you absolutely have to play a catcher, uh, I think Tony Walters for 3500 I don't think that's the worst play in the world. Um, you know, he's a guy that that's, makes good contact and can squeeze you out some fantasy points. So, you know, if you're on the Colorado side or if you're on this game in general, I definitely think Tony Walters can be a part of your uh, player exposure for this game. And hopefully the dog has, has calmed down there and, and is chilling. Grant. Yeah, yeah no, he's doing all right. It was literally just a few seconds. He got scared by lightning because the storms are ridiculous right now. But he's good right now. Uh, my ownership on the Rockies is 100% entirely based on ownership. I'm going to check out ownership projections in the morning. If they're low-owned or low-ish owned, I'll go with them. I'm expecting that kind of so I will play them against Grinky, but if they're going to have a moderate amount of ownership, which they very well might, I'm probably not going to play them. But you made some good points here. Let's move on to the next game here. Cleveland versus Boston. Here we got Jeffrey Rodriguez versus Rick Porcello. Let's start off with Porcello. Not, not, not a great pitcher, but he's been good in the past. You using him at all today? Oh, man. So – is Cleveland going to wake up? And that, that's the thing. Like, I'm looking at Cleveland. I'm looking at Porcello. 
Porcello's got a 5.07 xFIP. He's getting away with pitching well. But all good things must come to an end at some point, except our DFS careers, I hope. <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm going to side with Cleveland today. These guys have to start hitting at some point. They're starting to become incredibly cheap. Uh, man, and today we've just been combining bats and pitching all over the place. Uh, but Jose Ramirez is 3,700. That, that's, that's ridiculous. Uh, he, that, we've got to start playing him. He, he's, go, he's, he's got a two-home run game incoming at some point. Jake Bowers, 3,200. Too cheap. Uh, Jason Kipnis, 3,600. Too cheap. Let me put this out there. If you decide that you want to spend up on both aces, and I'm always thinking of, of, of times like this, this is going to be – this is a tribute to one of my really, really, really good friends in the industry. This is the big T special right here. Stack up Cleveland. Stack up the cheap Cincinnati bats. And you might be able to come away with a double ace lineup construction today. I I, I think I'm, Cleveland's too cheap. I don't trust Porcello. Uh, give me the Cleveland bats. Yeah, I'm good with that. I mean, Jose Ramirez only at, what, 218 Babbitt versus righties this year. That's not going to hold considering his 38% hard contact rate, a good fly ball rate, a decent ground ball rate, and a good line drive rate. So I'm right there with you. I like the Cleveland bats. Jose Ramirez just 100% too cheap. No way that this can keep up with the way he's actually hitting the ball, whether it's ended up good or well, or good or bad, does not matter. Still only striking out a 17% clip. Versus right, there's no reason that he should have a 263 Woba. There's zero reason. So I'm right there with you. Play some uh, Cleveland Bats. What are on the other side? Rodriguez or the Boston Bats? Uh, definitely sided with the Boston Bats. I am not touching Mr. Jeffrey Rodriguez with a 10-foot pole. Yeah, that's fair, but I'm also fading Boston, I think. I think they're going to be – too heavily owned today. They're going to be the clear shot going versus Rodriguez. Good hit or decent hitting weather over in Fenway. I, I, I don't think that they're going to do that great. I get Rodriguez is not a great pitcher. He's a decent ground ball that guy, though. Lots of balls are going to be put, getting put in the play. A lot of bad outings versus lefties so far this year. And there are some decent lefties here. But I'm still – I'm fading Boston. I'm fading Rodriguez. I'm fading both of them. I think it's the right thing for tournaments. You going with the Boston bats? Uh, I mean, I think Boston should be fine. Uh, I'm not as interested in playing them as, as most just because I like other teams today. But I, I think they score some runs today. I, I can't in good faith think that Boston is, isn't going to score runs against Jeffrey. Jeffrey Rodriguez, and so I, I think I think I'm going to side with the Boston Bats here for sure. Yeah, no, I mean they have the highest implied total. They expect to do well. I'm just I don't see a huge amount of fantasy points scored here, considering how high their ownership is. That's my reason for fading. Go ahead and target some of them for cash, especially the lefties here. But I'm probably fading for tournaments. Let's get on to the last game of the night here. We have a 9.4K Bassett Hound, Chris Bassett, going up against Pena. 
A's versus Angels. You talked about Bassett a little bit earlier. Are you actually rolling him at that price? It just seems weird to pay that much for him. Yeah, it seems weird, but you look at the production this guy has given us this season, 29.9% K rate, uh, 3.71 XFIP. That, that's what I like to see. Uh, you know, he's give, the ISO to lefties is, is a touch high, too high, but when you're striking out lefties at a 33.3% clip, I, I, I can accept that. The fly ball rate's at 50%. So, but but I, I don't care. Like, as far as in, in, in the mid-range, if you want to call him a mid-range play today, he's for sure the best one. And so, you know, when I was talking about trying to combine two aces, maybe, maybe you can't get both of them, but you can for sure get one in Chris Bassett today. And I think that's the way to go in cash games. I'm, 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 I'm being completely honest with you, man. I think playing Scherzer and playing Bassett is the way to go now. I could be wrong. Maybe it's playing Scherzer and Castillo. But but I think Scherzer and Bassett is the combo today, taking the cost savings on Bassett. Bassett's at home in Oakland. Uh, it's been pitching fairly well most of the season, like I said. Uh, I think he can get you 20 fantasy points, 20 to 25 in this spot. Just, just a guy I really like it, like here. And I mean, I, I know that the Angels, the Angels have been pretty good this year. Like, it's not like they're this bad team and they're gonna the whole team striking out. But you know, you, you got a couple guys that that will strike out, and then you got a couple of guys that are gonna keep the ball on the ground. Uh, you know, and and so I think you know when you're thinking about it that way, I, I think I think Bass is in play. Yeah, I, I'm still undecided. I'm just going to defer to you because I still – there's a mind block paying 9.4K for Chris Bassett. But, yeah, I'm, you, you might be right. Honestly, I'm just deferring to your opinion. I don't know how to get a gauge on this, so I'm not going to give you guys bad advice. What about Pena over on the other side? Oh, def definitely not playing Pena today. Absolutely not. All right. Well, let's start with the Angels' bats then. I mean, so look, that's what I was talking about. The Angels, I mean, you got Tommy LaStella just having a breakout season, 5.6% K rate. Love that. Don't have to explain Mike Trout. The guy's just, you know, one of the best hitters in baseball, uh, one of the best players in baseball overall. Just has a really good all-around game. Cole Calhoun, the ISO's there. You know, the K rate's up. So, you know, but but you've got – so those are the guys. LaStella, Trout. And, and maybe Calhoun. I, I think those are kind of the guys you look at because they've got the ISO numbers. Everybody else, I think, is a pass for me today. And uh, for that reason, that, that's one of the main reasons I really like Bassett. I mean, he doesn't really have anybody outside of those three that have the ISO numbers that are probably going to give him problems. And uh, I'm still expecting him to, to, to K these guys. So, um, But those are the only three bats I'd be looking at from, from the Angels. I am interested in an angel stack in tournaments. Not a great ballpark. Bassett's obviously been good, but I'm expecting a decent amount of ownership in Bassett just because of the numbers he's put up this year. Otani's behind Bregman, my favorite one-off on the slate here. 3500 super cheap. I don't care. I'm going to use him. Bassett, he's been fantastic this season. And he struck out a lot of lefties, but 337 Woba. 302 ISO, decent fly, 50% fly ball rate, decent percent hard contact, 
Otani, I believe, still has one of the highest exit velocities since he's come into the league. Higher exit velocity than Trout, by the way, versus righties. I love Otani. He is going to hit one out of the park. And if you want to stack this up, I'm not against it with Estella, with Trout, with Calhoun, and then whoever else you want to end up throwing on here. But I'm, I'm super high on Otani today. What about over on the other side with Oakland? Yeah, man, uh, I like a lot of these guys. Uh, you know, we got to think that Pena is going to be letting the ball fly. Uh, Chapman, I think you have to like him today. Uh, Matt Olson, uh, you know, kind of just reintegrating himself back into the lineup. I think you got to like him today. Uh, Mark Kahn is a guy that's just been outstanding this season. But this this whole team top to bottom, maybe hit the ball well this year. Uh, they're at home. Uh, Payne is not the greatest pitcher in the world. Uh, it's, it's really, 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 really uh, giving up the hard contact and fly ball rate to lefties. Same thing as uh, as uh, as Bassett, but Bassett's got the K rate and uh, Payne does not. So uh, for that reason, that reason alone, you know, Olsen is one of my top plays in the slate. Yeah, yeah, Olsen, I'm right there with you. You know, I'll never argue with that. Only 4K, hits the ball super hard. Pena, real bad splits versus lefties here. 43% hard contact rate this year. I believe it was worse last year. Uh, 39% last year. Not good versus lefties. Olsen has a massive amount of power. He is going to crush the ball out of the park here. I'm right there with you, and I don't mind a little Oakland stack with the power bats. All right, well... Normally we do the morning grind game, but I'm going to decide a different game and make this quicker since we went a little bit over time here. Will, give me the, your top point-per-dollar pitcher on the entire slate and give me three guys who are going to hit a ball out of the ballpark. Mm, top point-per-dollar? Yeah, it's uh, not easy. I honestly don't even have one to go with yet. <laughs> my goodness. To be honest, I, I think I'm going to have to go with uh, – I think we'll have to go with Chris Bassett. <laughs> Ironically, I think I, I think that's the guy. I, I think in a close second it would be Grinky if we felt like Grinky had a really big performance. But I think right now I'm, I'm going to side with Bassett as the top point per dollar. Uh, three guys to hit a home run. I just talked about one. Uh, give, give me Greg Olson. Uh, uh, Matt Olson, excuse me. Re- really like him. Uh, another guy that, that I think is 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 going to send one out of the park. Uh, give me my boy Derek Dietrich once again. I, I think he's going to send one out. And then also, uh, this is a guy I've been talking about. A guy I really like this year. I've talked about him a lot. Give me my boy Alex Gordon out in Kansas City. Those three guys I, I like. I like them to go yard today. All right, I'm going ballsy today. My top point per dollar pitcher is going to be Homer Bailey. It's, that's going to go terribly. Three dongs, I'm going Machado. I'm going Bregman. I'm going Otani. Any last-minute thoughts for us before we get out of here, Will? No, nah, I'm good, man. Enjoy your, enjoy your Memorial Day, guys. Be safe. Uh, if you don't know how to grill, keep your fingers away from the fire. And also, don't cook your steaks well done. We won't get into it right now, Will, but medium rare to rare is the better way to go. It's been fun. Guys, enjoy your Monday. Enjoy your week, three-day weekend. Stevie will be back tomorrow night. You won't have to deal with me again. 
You might have to do it with Will again. Actually, you will have to deal with me again tomorrow. I am on with Stevie tomorrow night, but he's there. It's been fun. Good luck tomorrow. Enjoy the day. We're out of here. See you, kids.